Hey, this is Helen Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. The show originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame City, Bomb City, USA, Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evenings, a live fire fun and survival reserve. If you want to jump in this evening. Let's go! We'll do it live. All right. Let's just relax. If you want to jump in this evening, here's how you do that. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Follow us on all the social media channels at BBQ Central Show. And be sure to subscribe to the show podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, TheBBQCentralShow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter coming up in about 13 minutes from now. It is the fourth Tuesday of a month and as we get ready to close out yet another one here in 2020 we are joined by the barbecue icon himself, TV show host cooking class instructor, prolific cookbook author, Stephen Reichlin will be in of course I think we've missed him on two separate months so catching up with him, what are we going to be talking about this evening? We'll talk a little bit of business with Stephen as he has some New things to talk about as it relates to the planted barbecue line of products. Some new things, some readjusting branding things. And then we will go head deep into breaking down something that I love to break down. What is that? Lists. I love lists. I love lists that concern trends and predictions in 2022, the beginning of the year, as we pretty much do every year for the last 10 years with Stephen Reichlin. Beginning of the year, what does Stephen think? Trends are going to be in the industry. Fads. Things that are going to be catching on. Popular concepts. What's going to be happening over the landscape of 12 months? And now, in this particular time of the year, as we're just getting ready to crest into Q4 of 2022, we'll look back at the top five predictions and the top five trends. And break those down and see if Steven was accurate and see where he might have missed the boat or see where some of the things are still the starting block and they have three months and a week to get out there and really make their mark before they get cast into 2023. So looking forward to catching up with Steven and talking about all of that. Then we'll move to the 35 past the first hour segment where we will also find a visit from our fourth Tuesday of the month regular guest, a bristly barbecue journalist and Barbecue Central Show guest Hall of Famer, Derek Riches. Indeedy. Last month, we talked fairly extensively about if full-size electric grills are going to be a thing next year. We know it's a thing as far as emerging products in the retail space, in the market. But are they going to be a thing where all of a sudden now you're weighing propane, now you're weighing charcoal, now you're weighing full-size electric? Certainly, you might be thinking about that a little bit more if you are in living confines that dictate no open flame. But we believe that 
full-size electric cookers are going to be a thing next year, and we'll see how that pans out. But the new thing this coming, or as we're trailing here in the end of 2022, is the emergence of a hybrid cooker. And I'll just tease it right there and leave it for you to gnaw on. What kind of a combo or hybrid cooker do you think I'm talking about? We've seen them before, but maybe never like this. So looking forward to digging it in and talking about it with Derek 35 past the first hour. That'll wrap the first, and then we'll go to the second hour. It is the fourth Tuesday of a month, as I've said three different times already. And that means the embedded correspondents rejoin us. Tonight is a very exciting second hour. Why? Because it's the end of September. What does that mean? Well, it means in a week we'll have October, Q4, ready to rock and roll. Last three months. Let's see if we can turn the lights out on this thing. All true. Not why the end of September is my favorite part of the year. It is my favorite part of the year because this is the show where... Doug and John and Rusty and myself all accumulate together on this here show and bring you a new class of the Barbecue Central Show Guest Hall of Fame. That will happen in the second hour this evening. We will come up with a brand new Barbecue Central Show Guest Hall of Fame. I have my five nominations. Doug has his five. John Solberg has his five. And Rusty Monson from the great city of utah has his five names we will go around the group we will see if any of our names all match up so we have what we call an auto qualifier and then if we don't or we only have one or two auto qualifiers remember five names go in each and every year so we will then go into the arguments phase and eventually come up with a five class best guest uh, or, or guest hall of fame members here in 2022. So we're looking forward to that. A lot of you already clamoring about it on social media. So very excited to get to that in the second hour, but a lot of show in the first hour as well. So stay tuned. Don't forget. You can follow me socially, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat at BBQ central show. We say good evening to those of you watching tonight through one of the streaming video platforms. You can go to Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show. You can also head on over to YouTube slash RD Rempe where there's a robust chat going along with that video as well. And we also send a hearty hello and good evening to the folks using our audio streaming platform partner Clubhouse as well. So if you'd rather hear us and not see us, Clubhouse is the way to do that. So let's start here this evening. I'm sure everybody's seen it. It has been spreading around like wildfire on social media, especially for folks like us. We look at it and go, how could one person or two people or a group of people so be so ridiculous, careless, dare I say stupid, to the point where the FDA in recent days has put out a warning to not... Andrew... You are not the fire. Andrew, do not cook your chicken in NyQuil. Uh-oh. Get that big stuff out of here. There's a lot of things I have heard get warnings slapped on. Don't eat Tide Pods. Don't smoke cigarettes. Whatever. I honestly didn't see NyQuil chicken coming down the line of an authoritarian governing body come out and say, ah, don't do this. That's not good. You can die from that. Why? Because you're cooking chicken and medicine? When I first saw it, I thought it was a way that people thought they were disinfecting the chicken or getting the nasties away from them. Some people wash their chicken in bleach before they cook it, that's a like that's a really a thing. People do that. And I thought the NyQuil was just an added layer of getting the gross out, but I was shocked and appalled and dismayed that the FDA had to come out and say, don't cook your chicken in NyQuil because as you cook it down, the NyQuil concentrates 
the alcohol evaporates, the water evaporates, and now you're just left with concentrated medicine. Oh, by the way, that can really F you up. So if you were thought about giving it a try, don't do that. Stay away from the NyQuil chicken. Just watch TikTok and see all those dopes eat it and then live vicariously through their stupidity. So don't do it. Terrence in Missouri writing in, Greg, big fan of the show for a long time. Man, I wasn't sure how that first hour was going to go last week because I am a lover of your interviews, but Greg Rempe for an hour was right up my alley. Maybe you should work in a first hour takeover a little bit more frequently. Love the show. Regards, Terrence. Thank you, Terrence. Jeff in Idaho writing in, Greg loved the segment with Daniel Vaughn this past Tuesday night. I thought it was particularly interesting when he commented on the artificially low cost of brisket in years past. I was shocked. Way to pull the best info out of your guests. That was an eye-opener for me. Regards, Jeff, if you missed that, Daniel Vaughn said for years he thinks the price of brisket has been artificially low because they've been hiding it in other forms of protein. Going low, making more money on the sides, the ribs, the pulled pork, the turkey, you name it. And then accepting a lower cost per pound on the brisket because they were making it up elsewhere. You can't do that now. Everybody wants the brisket. And everything else costs way more. As we know. Before we get into our chat with Stephen Reichel, I want to talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue. 13 perfectly balanced seasonings and rubs that are winning in the backyard and have been winning on the competition trail for decades. They also own Granny's Barbecue Sauce, so if you're looking for a new go-to sauce that will please everybody, Granny's Barbecue Sauce is the one you're going to want to try. And aside from the premium selection of rubs and sauces, they're selling cookers. If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out that Mac Two Star General Pellet Cooker. Big Pop Smokers is the exclusive Mac dealer and even offering special packages. If you're not a fan of pellet smokers or you don't know what cooker you should get, why not try and give them a call? 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or you can just shop their website at Big Pop Smokers. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A smokers.com. We're back with Stephen Reichlin right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or see what other products they have that will add a little smokiness to whatever it is you have in your pellet-driven cookers. Central Lights, it is the third Tuesday of the month, and that means it's time to do a segment with an icon. In the- no, it's not the third Tuesday. It's the fourth Tuesday of the month. That's right. And here to do a segment on the show, a TV show host, the creator and host of the very popular Project Fire on PBS, a James Beard award-winning author. Some of the most important books on the topic of barbecue and grilling ever. We race to the hotline and welcome back our friend, Stephen Reichland. Hey, Stephen. Hey, how you doing? I'm fabulous. Appreciate you making time for the show. As always, I didn't think we were going to start here, Stephen, but the story ahead of you is calling me to ask. You've been around. You've seen it all. Does my story of the FDA having to come to the defense and warning of the national public to say, hey, don't cook your chicken in NyQuil. It can really hurt you and potentially kill you. Did you see this one coming at all? I did not see that one coming. It just, it's proof of uh, the insanity of social media. And, uh, you know, it reminds me of that movie, Don't Look Up. Did you see that movie, Don't Look I Up? I didn't. Oh my God. Well, uh, when you get off the show tonight, I'm sure it's on Netflix or Amazon Prime. Uh, look at it. it. It is just, it's a celebration of uh, modern day stupidity. Hmm. 
Well, I think we're right in the midst of modern-day stupidity with folks <laughs> thinking that NyQuil is... Uh, so, I, I had done a, a big thing uh, socially just as a joke about uh, mayo as a binder on brisket. I uh, feigned that I was the one that created this whole thing, and uh, there were some other folks that are big fans of the show that jumped on board and actually executed a mayo bindered brisket. By the way, results were smackingly positive. Uh, lots of great bark. I mean, it is an oil, all this other stuff. Nevertheless, but I am here to tell you, I am not on the NyQuil chicken bandwagon, not as a binder, not on anything. I don't want any part of that. So we'll just leave that off to the side and continue on here. Um, of course, if we, were real food, if we were real food scientists, we would try it just to see what happens. Maybe. <laughs> but, I mean, but, I don't like uh, that stuff when yeah. I have a cold. Maybe Max the, Max the meat guy, if Max the meat guy is watching it, that's something he would do. Or uh, maybe, maybe they would try. Do you, um, do you have a relationship with Max the meat guy? Uh, just uh, I admire his work. Yeah, well... Yeah, maybe we should uh, start hashtagging him and uh, at tweeting him to see if that's something that he would want to take up. I, I mean, again, if the FDA is coming out and saying don't try it, and I am definitely not a meat scientist, then you know I'm not going to go ahead and, and give it a go. We'll leave it up to Max and maybe that Guga fella. I mean, you're uh, close personal friends with Guga. He's always into curing steak and all sorts of nonsense. So uh, we'll leave it to those two guys to figure out. A uh, piece of business before we talk about clam bakes and uh, Stephen's predictions of 2022 and some other things. Uh, you have that successful line of barbecue products called Planted Barbecue. Also, that's a portion of the mail order business that we have been talking about here uh, since last year. So a little update on Planted Barbecue and where we're at with that. Well, really exciting. Uh, we are about to introduce wings. We have two kinds of wings, barbecue wings and sriracha wings with a nice kick. Uh, brisket is uh, selling like proverbial hotcakes. Uh, the ribs are great. We introduced two new burgers, uh, both made with 28-day-age beef raised in, in uh, Wyoming. So super natural product. Uh, our sausages, uh, the double-smoked brisket sausage, which is... Uh, brisket ground brisket binder and then it has chopped burnt ends folded into the meat so that's pretty sweet anyway it's exciting and you know for me it's i've always been i mean my whole adult life i've been in the editorial business the book writing business uh, the tv making business so for me to actually be in business making stuff and selling stuff is uh you know it's a real education it's a, a new venture and very exciting i think for the last seven weeks we've talked on the show uh, perhaps a nauseum to some of my fans about the cost of brisket finished in barbecue restaurants i'm not going to go back down here uh through that vine again but as somebody who needs to procure briskets in order to cook them the way you want and then ultimately sell them online are you finding it hard to get them and is pricing a little bit more than anticipated oh man it's murder i mean first of all uh specking briskets i mean our briskets are coming in as small as eight pounds as large as you know 19 pounds and uh the the costs are crazy the supply is crazy you know this is all supply chain stuff uh as a result of covid i do hope that it'll settle down but you know it's been a real challenge for us at planet barbecue Stephen Reichland joining us here on the show. The Barbecue Bible is, of course, that famed book that everybody has a copy of. BarbecueBible.com is a website, of course. Hey, but, yeah. by the way, I just want to tell you, um, next year will be the 25th anniversary of Barbecue Bible. Really? Uh, both sort of, yeah, amazing and a little appalling. And this gray <laughs> that you get here, you know, I didn't have that when I wrote the Barbecue Bible. But if anybody, uh, you know, is interested we have just started a new club called the barbecue bible 500 club this was a couple in spain uh that spent their COVID lockdown cooking every recipe in the barbecue bible and so uh if you go to barbecuebible.com click on 500 club as you cook your way through it there are various prizes uh that after you do 100 recipes 200 recipes um, and it's a very congenial Facebook group, you know, uh, a lot of good vibes, people from all over the world doing it. So at any rate, 
uh, might be fun for some of your listeners. Yeah, especially those that like to cook through the barbecue Bible, no doubt about it. This is the time of the year where the term clam bake gets thrown around uh, up here in northeast Ohio, or as we call it, the North Coast, which a lot of people don't understand. Uh, clam bakes by the dozens, you know, the weekend hits, and you got restaurants throwing clam bakes, you got people in neighborhoods throwing clam bakes. What does a Stephen Reichland clam bake look like? And if you're doing clams on the grill, what's the best way to execute? Uh, well, I'm glad you said grill because the traditional clam bake is cooked underground in a uh, stone pit that you build a fire in, then you fill it with seaweed, then you put all the ingredients at the clam bake, you cover it with a tarp. So it's really a process kind of more of steaming underground rather than actually grilling. But as you can imagine, when the Reichland family does a clam bake, there's a grill. Uh, on the uh, on the beach, uh, sometimes, sometimes we take a Weber kettle. Sometimes we take a Nomad. Uh, uh, the lobsters are split down the center, uh, brushed with uh, garlic herb butter, direct grilled. The clams go into that little uh, shellfish rack that I make. Uh, so uh, we grill them until they pop open. You know, uh, it's a charcoal fire enhanced with uh, hardwood, so you get a little smoke flavor. The corn is grilled caveman style. That is, we uh, leave it in the husk, lay it right on the embers. So you char the husk, which smokes the corn. Uh, it's fun to eat with your hands. Uh, there also has to, in New England at least, it has to be uh, linguisa sausage, garlic bread, uh, all cooked on the grill. But you know, you just mentioned something that I learned from my assistant, Nancy Lowski, who uh, lived for many, many years in Ohio. And that is right. October is clam bake month in Ohio. Oh, yeah. And I'd never heard that before. Traditionally for us, you know, I'm in here in New England, Massachusetts, we do our clam bakes in the summer. But I love the fact that you guys who don't, aren't even on the beach are doing them in the fall. And it's like a thing. It's a cultural thing. Well, that's great. Not a beach per se, but we do have a coastline that butts up against Great Lake Erie, hence the North Coast. Well, That's why we do. call it the North of Coast. Course yeah, of course. Oh. Do, do you have, I forget my ignorance, do you have beaches? beaches I was going to say, we have miles and miles of sandy beaches, believe it or not. Well, beautiful. So everybody's going to head out there this weekend. Yeah. And um, this was actually the subject of this week's blog on barbecuebible.com, which was... Uh, eight things you can do on a gas grill. One of them was a, um, a clam bake. And you know, it's, we, you and I were talking about this earlier, the sort of the shaming of uh, owning the ga gas grill. But you know, the stats are that still for 60%, 60 plus percent of Americans, uh, gas grill is what the grill means. Uh, I own gas grills. I use them on busy weeknights. Uh, I am not ashamed to use them. Uh, there's a, you know, we can all use a little convenience in our life sometime. Look, I'm glad somebody of your stature is jumping up on this soapbox alongside of me. I, I believe I've been within this pulpit, especially when I'm getting interviewed by other barbecue podcasts. And I say, that, you know, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to promote? And I say, if, if there's only one thing we talk about, I don't care about talking about the show. I don't want to talk about who my favorite guest is or what my favorite awkward moment was. I want to talk about what has become. Out of nowhere, a renewed shaming of if somebody has a gas grill, somehow you are less of a grill master or you're unable to control the fire. You're not experiencing all this full flavor, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you're not into charcoal. Maybe you don't want to burn sticks in an offset or whatever. There's 50 different things you can operate on uh, from fuel standpoint but you're absolutely right still by and large the gas grill is still the most pop uh, pop popular it is wildly convenient i might use my weber genesis silver beef three times a week maybe four times a week sometimes and i'm not ashamed to say it and i'm here to say for anybody that's giving somebody the long look down your nose with your big overstuffed shirt i mean get over yourself and just be happy that people are outside cooking because that's Brilliant. what we want to foster is people getting outside and cooking, right? Amen. I'm giving you a virtual fist bump. All right. Um, so in the beginning of the year, Stephen, we're always talking about what's going to be trending 
over the course of the year, for instance, 2022, and then you also have predictions that you like to make. And now we're mm -hmm. getting ready to enter into Q4 here of 2022, fleeting by, if you can believe it. So I thought it would be fun to use the remainder of the time here to look through your top five trends in 2022 and see if you think they hit the mark or still need a little time to get out of the blocks before we quickly run out of time here in 2022. First thing you have mentioned is influential Q. So I guess uh, re-explain what that means and did we hit the mark? Yeah, absolutely. That is uh, actually barbecue as explained and celebrated by social media influencers. Uh, Derek Wolf we had on the show, uh, Scott Thomas we had on the show. Uh, it, and um, it, I think the most, some of the most exciting creative work in barbecue is being done by social media influencers. I mean, I watch these guys and I think, you know, hey, that was Stephen Reichlin 25 years ago. So, uh, so I think that one definitely right on point. The next one is, I don't know how you Susie say Susie Bullock, also, by the way, yeah. is on the show too. Yeah, Susie Bullock. So, um, you know, and David. So let me... Let me task you a little bit here. You say this reminds you of a Stephen Reichel of 25 years ago. And I would say maybe for the people that you mentioned and one or two of them, I might hold into question, but don't you also feel there's a lot of influential people in the live fire industry on social media that are really only in this to do the NyQuil chicken or do something crazy they're not really necessarily great cooks or uh, passionate about our industry and looking for it to grow. They just see it as a way to gain eyeballs and potentially cash in on that in some way. Well, uh, I mean, I suppose that's true, but I prefer to focus on people who are really innovative and, you know, ideas that I watch. And, you know, and, and the format of a one-minute Instagram, you can learn so much. I mean, you know... I struggle to compress a recipe down to eight minutes for, uh, for the TV show. A lot of people have done it in one minute and you can watch it, you can taste it, you can cook it if you watch it. So no, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Number two was Wagyu everything or Wagyu everything, depending on how you say it. What do we think about, yeah. did we hit the mark there? Totally. Everywhere you go, you cannot go to a restaurant without seeing a Wagyu steak on the menu. And um, now that brings us to number three, which is closely related, which is A5 is the new prime. And I think that's totally on market. You look at websites like Crowd Cow uh, or Holy Grail. Uh, you, you go to fancy steakhouses. I mean, A5 is the new, it's, it's the new gold standard. And I'm surprised uh, uh, a lot of the steakhouses that I've gone to, I have, they have uh, skewed over into uh, not only the Wagyu, as you'd mentioned, but then there's also a little section. Typically the A5 is sold by the ounce uh, instead ounce, of yeah. by the steak, like you would see for Wagyu yeah. or Prime, which obviously brings it to yeah. that elite level of pricing. But I, I agree, it's, it's yeah. shown up in a lot more places than I thought it would this year. Um. It has, uh, you know, part of that speaks to, to human nature where we want, you know, a certain percentage of us want the most exclusive, the most expensive. I mean, there's also, uh, some people would argue whether it's really steak at all. There's nothing beefy about A5. A5 is like, you know, it's, 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 it's like foie gras. It's, it's like pure, you know, it's like butter channeling a steak or steak channeling butter it's super rich there's nothing beefy or sanguine or chewy or any of that about it but it is an extraordinary experience if you've never had it before you know it's worth trying once and by the way when you go to grill an a5 steak i have found this out learned this the hard way do it on a plancha don't do it directly over the uh fire because it's sort of like um it'd be sort of like um trying to grill gasoline if yeah. you grill it directly uh, number four on the predictions list was St. Louis Barbecue. Yeah, so that one, you know, we taped the last show in St. Louis. It was wonderful. We had wonderful uh, guests. We ate wonderful food in St. Louis. Uh, uh, loved being there. And they have a very distinctive style of barbecue. I would say what has been most successful is the St. Louis rib. 
you know, which of course is a spare rib that is cut down so it sort of looks and cooks and eats like a baby back. Uh, and that is everywhere. I was just shopping at a, uh, at a farm stand on Martha's Vineyard uh, today and in the freezer, lo and behold, I saw St. Louis ribs. So uh, I think that bore out, you know, uh, maybe some of the other specialties are still coming, but uh, it's a regional uh, style of barbecue that is not as well known as it should be. I would love to see the toasted ravioli get across the nation. That's one of my favorite things that St. Louis is certainly yeah, known for. I did that on a gas grill too, by the way. That, yep. was, uh, that was really fun. Uh, last one for trends was ground meat kebabs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this one maybe seems a little bit more esoteric, but if you think about, you know, turkey, I mean, the original shish kebab, it's ground meat molded onto a metal skewer, something like adana kebab, which is spiced up with uh, hot uh, Aleppo chili peppers, or there's one studded with pistachio nuts, or another one where the ground lamb is interspersed between slices of eggplant. Uh, and then, you know, you find this in Central Asia, you find it in India, uh, you find it in Greece, you find it uh, Turkey, throughout the Middle East. Um, it's funny, I was doing an event in Denver uh, last week at a very hip hotel called Halcyon. And what you know, during the cocktail hour, they came out with these little uh, little Balkan, uh, Balkan ground meat kebabs. So I think what's happening is maybe not grabbed the headlines quite the way Wagyu or A5 has, but uh, I think it's gonna happen. I think it's gonna happen some more. I think maybe, in fact, I need to uh, put it on my list for 2023. All right, so we have a quarter left, and uh, we'll see how the rest of the year closes out as far as these trends are concerned. We're talking with Stephen Reichlin, barbecuebible.com, his main website, also Planned It Barbecue, if you want to go try some of that great barbecue he's selling, and then, of course, all the other products that uh, can accompany those as well. And, of course, you can see him right here on the show once a month. It is our pal, Stephen Reichel. Stephen, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for coming on. Hey, everybody. Grill on. Thanks. There he is, Stephen Reichlin right there, barbecuebible.com. And Planet Barbecue. So if you've been thinking about trying some of his mail-order barbecue, now's the time to pull the trigger. And when you get it, let me know what you think of it. Love your feedback on that. Derek Riches is ready to go. But before we talk to Derek, we'll let you know about Primo Grills. We love that they're, uh, well, ceramic cookers. What do we love? They're fuel efficient, of course. We love that they can achieve low and slow temperatures for traditional barbecue meats. We love that they can get really hot for high temperature grilling of steaks and other thin cuts. But what's missing in the everyday lineup of ceramic cookers? The ability to do true two-zone cooking. Two-zone cooking is very important to both professional and backyard cooks alike. It's the best way to manage a fire and cook with confidence. However, getting a two-zone fire and a round ceramic cooker is not very realistic. Why? Because it's round. Enter Primo Grill and their game-changing oval design. The shape gives you the ability to execute the two-zone setup that you desire. It also gives you the other ceramic grill benefits as well. So when you break it down, there's like more than 60 different ways to cook on this Primo Cook. So you're only limited by your imagination. Now, if you're somebody that falls in line with the live fire outdoor status, not only do you love the main cooker, but you love all the accessories that come along with that. And Primo has made the push on accessories here over the last 12 months or so. They now have a pizza grill accessory that you can get for your primo they have the primo grill rotisserie the rib rack you can do up to eight racks of st louis style ribs you can also put a whole chicken in the middle of that if you want to they got the half and full drip pans and constantly coming out with the new stuff here's the bottom line best ceramics in the biz yes patented technology yes true two-zone cooking capabilities yes Do they have multiple sizes of ovals, though? Oh, yes, they certainly do. And if you really want a round one, they have one of those as well. But I tell you, get the oval, break the mold, be the trendsetter in the neighborhood, and have the ability to do the two-zone cooking that we're talking about here. Only sold through dealers, so find a dealer near you, primogrill.com, and then check them out in person. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram. I'm ready for a primo. I know you're ready for a primo. That's primogrills.com. We're back with Derek Riches right after this 
Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. We thank Stephen Reichland for joining us last segment. This portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're luck. Fireboard fully integrated with both. You can find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. Fireboard 2, Fireboard 2 Drive, and the Fireboard Pro, also the Fireboard Spark. All those products right there getting ready to give you the best predictive experience you can possibly have. And remote thermometering, if that's even a word. Hey, it's the fourth Tuesday of the month, and that means it's time to go to the hotline and welcome one of the most respected barbecue journalists in the biz, a Barbecue Central Show guest Hall of Famer, which we might touch on here towards the end of the segment. We race to the hotline and welcome back friend of the show, Derek Riches from DerekRiches.com. Hey, Derek. Hey, Greg. How you doing? I'm great, and appreciate you joining the show as always for our monthly visit last month. Derek, we talked about the possibility of full-size electric grills being a thing by next grilling season. And I think, by and large, we both agreed, perhaps a bit reluctantly, it will be a thing, no matter what. And now I'm hearing more and more of something called a combo or a hybrid cooker. And we've seen the charcoal-slash-gas combos before, but this time around... We're talking about something completely different. We're talking about pellet slash offset cookers. So what do we know about pellet slash offset cookers? And what do you think the potential success of these kind of cookers in the market might be? Hey, before we, we jump into that, um, I do now have the Charbroil Edge electric Ooh. grill. Is it together? Out back together yeah it 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 showed up but two weeks ago and then i took off for a week so oh, so you've only <laughs> had it for a week. box and yeah so basically i've been i've used it for a week so i have been uh playing around with that a little bit and um it's an electric grill did uh I mean, did you have to put it together yeah yeah i what? mean they drop shipped it to me so west Wright from cookoutnews.com went out of his way to say from a build experience, this might have been the best dictated how to build grill he's ever seen. Would you agree with that? And you've put together a lot of grills. Uh, yeah, I mean, the assembly is really good. What actually really, um, I mean, I've had charbroil grills for 20 years coming in and assembled. And first of all, I'll say packaging was phenomenal. Hmm. I mean, everything was locked. I mean, you know, I've I, I've had some of these show up, and it's like they just wrap cardboard and tape around every single part and threw it in the box, and then send it to you. This was like perfectly laid out. <laughs> the instructions worked perfectly. You can use the built app if you want for it. Uh, went together fine. Um, yeah, really well thought out. Really well, you know, quite well designed. I would say it's not huge, uh, but uh, I'm I'm hitting the cooking. You know. The cooking temperature on the grate at nearly 800 degrees max. Wow. So, um, yeah, I mean, f for the person that wants to do basic grilling, has a limited space, cannot use a different type of fuel, mm. this is working. And, you know, we've got Napoleon and possibly Weber's in the next, you know, six to nine months or so showing up. How big is the the uh, capacity how many burgers you're putting on there and how many like uh new york strip steaks you putting on there um basically for like you know the burger count on this you know for me because i you know it's like people it's like oh you can put 40 burgers on this it's like you don't make burgers like i do i could do 12 
Oh, so you know, I mean, it's it's it's, it's a decent size for electric. It's big. Yeah, you know, most electric grills are simply very very small. This is big. It works and it's worked well. And I haven't blown a circuit breaker yet, so that's a plus. Does it take a long time you know, to get to eight hundred degrees? About fifteen minutes or so. Not too bad. Um, so the preheat is not bad. I mean, I've got a Weber Genesis out there that won't break six fifty. Yeah, you and me both. So, so yeah. So this, so this is hot. It, it's very much a direct grilling piece of equipment. I mean, I, I first thing I did is I threw an inch and a half ribeye on there and let it run with it at maximum temperature. And I mean, it was seared and browned on one side and still pink on the other before I flipped it. Really? So there's not a lot of dome heat. There's not a lot of roasting going on. This is straightforward grilling, even with the lid closed. So um, to me, it's a viable option. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, for the person that's going to need it. And we'll see how this goes. All right. Well, I mean, that's good, but, especially considering who the uh, the maker is. I think we've often agreed over the course of our life on this show that Charbroil has great concept, but when the rubber meets the road, sometimes it, well, most of the time, it kind of fails to live up to the expectation or the, the idea. But it sounds like uh, everything's kind of hitting here. I haven't broken it yet, so that's not bad. I've done it. I've cooked on it six times in the last week, and... Um, it's performed fine, and it's you know it's a very simplified control. It's got an off, on and off button and a dial, hmm. and that's it. So easy to use. All right, so let's get back to our hybrid combo new version: pellet cooker slash offset cooker. Where do we think it's going to fit in the market, and do we think it's going to be a thing as well? It's a solution for a problem that some people don't think they have and other people know they have it's is your pellet grill giving you enough smoke that's always been the biggest are complaint getting, right right i don't is, think i get are enough you getting smoke. That smoke flavor where's yeah. my where's the smoke deep smoky flavor and you know my argument is not everyone likes that intensity of smoke yeah but my whole family i mean right so as far as far as like the hybrids go so pits and spits has come out with their hybrid price you know it's a pellet grill offset so you can do one or the other you can theoretically do both at the same time you can use your pellet grill as the main heat source and you could put a low smoldering fire down in the um you know, in the offset box, just to give you that extra boost of smoke. The price range on this is five to ten thousand dollars, so not exactly the every person solution. And, and but we're looking at if you don't know pits and spits, then immediately throwing out the figures is yeah is going to be hard to wrap your head around. So this is a a, a very high end maker of offset they pits. They use a lot of high grade stainless steel. Uh, the lower yeah. end of your five to ten thousand, I think, is just carbon steel. And then, if you want to trick it out into the all stainless stuff and make it real blingy lack, then that's where the oh, ten thousand. Yeah. But again, where we could probably argue with some of these other ones, like the, the Camp Chef that we might talk about, and then uh, Oklahoma Joe, I've seen some drawings and things. Maybe we can start arguing about like how great this is. But from a pits and spit standpoint, they make really high-end pellet cookers. Oh, yeah. And they make really oh, yeah. high-end only offsets. They only made offsets until they decided to get into the pellet cooker market, and then all of a sudden, 90% of the business transitioned into the pellet cookers, so that tells mm -hmm. you where that segment's going. But now you have a really great offset and a really great pellet cooker on a really kick-ass chassis. So if you're somebody that's down for buying the best and only crying once, this is certainly something that would fit that bill. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, they're, you know, they rank as one of the highest end, you know, manufacturers in the business and, you know, you can rely on those products um, for the craftsmanship and the excellent construction and the, the capabilities. You know, there's no arguing with pits and spits on this. Um, but it goes back to that question. What are you getting? Um, convenience of pellet on one hand and 
you know, the flavor of offset on the other. So it's like everyone is now making this acknowledgement that pellet grills aren't producing the professional level barbecue that, you know, people believed they were, that they were promised. Flavor-wise. And flavor-wise. Yeah. Right. So now, so, how about this? Uh, I start my brisket or I start my pork butt on offset mode, which is mode is me pitching sticks and knowing how to actually build and keep a fire. And then after three hours, I say, all right, well, I'm going to think that my brisket or pork butt has really gotten the real benefit of throwing the stick smoke. And now I'm going to kick on the pellet cooker and go and watch the football game or go to bed because maybe I'm doing an extremely low and slow cook on a, a pork butt or a brisket and away it goes overnight and I'm not up throwing sticks all night like I would be otherwise if I had a lang or a close or a gator pit or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, you certainly get that option with it. Fire up the offset, let it get going, get your good smoke content in there because, you know, I mean – Three hours in, you've got most of your smoke absorption done anyway. So you've got your flavor. Shut down that side, flip it over to pellet and fire it up that direction. And then, you know, go for the set, it, forget it idea. So, you know, I mean, it does give you that level of versatility. Mm -hmm. So, that, you know, there's that plus. So we have the pits and spits version. There's a camp chef, Woodwind Pro. I have a. Uh, interview coming with Cade Huskinson, who I think is in the marketing right. department over there. And they're very excited. Uh, they've uh, teased out some look at what we got, uh, something that involves Susie Bullock from Hey Grill Hay and a couple other fairly large social media influencers talking about how great it was. Uh, who's that other guy that uh, everybody's all on board? Jeremy Yoder, uh, see Mad Scientist Barbecue or right, uh, right, whatever. Right, right, yeah. Who, by yeah. the way, I did find it odd that Stephen Reichland said maybe we should have, uh, did he say Max the meat guy? And it was one of those two guys saying, hey, you should task them with uh, cooking chicken and NyQuil and you know, seeing how it works. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, hey, Stephen's trying to offload some of the uh, people stealing the social media spotlight, trying to do a little Darwinism <laughs> on there. Um, Take out the competition. Yeah, that's right. So you do that. <laughs> Let's see what you put up. But uh, what do you think about a company like a Camp Chef or an Oklahoma Joe that we've seen drawings? So there's patents that have been filed. We haven't seen anything physically yet, but I'm sure that's soon to follow. Are these going to be brands that we're going to be able to trust and, 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 and they will operate as described? Well, I mean, you know... Now we're into the more budget category. Although, if you look at the first offering of this Woodwind Pro from Camp Chef, uh, I think the starting price is like twelve hundred bucks or something. I mean, it's yeah. not it's not cheap. It's you know we're not looking at the seven hundred. You know they've taken uh, an interesting solution. Basically, they put a drawer above the fire pit that you can load with chunks of hardwood, slide that in, let the fire pot get that burning, and then you switch a vent to close that off to let it smolder. Mm. And then the the controller then uh, keeps your temperature on target while that extra combustion is going on to produce that extra level of smoke. So it's a, you know, it's a smoke boost sort of solution. And, you know, Camp Chef's been on this we want you to be able to dial up the smoke content solution for quite a while. It's kind of what they've moved in as their differentiation from Traeger, or, you know, pit boss. Um, so, you know, they're, they, and they're basically in their marketing, they're coming out and saying, you know, Hey, your pellet grills just isn't giving you that smoke flavor you want. Well, we've got your solution. So, you know, here you go. And, you know, on one hand, you know, it's kind of like, are we arguing that, um, you know, our dials go to 11 and theirs only go to 10. So you want to buy our product because we're, we're giving you something you don't know you don't have yet sort of solution. Um, with Oklahoma Joe's, the, the patent, and that's all we have right now is, is that they filed a patent to put a offset box 
onto the Oklahoma Joe Ryder pellet grill yep. design. Yep. So you've got the pellet on control on one side and, and the firebox on the other side. And we'll see what they come up with that because on one hand, we've now entered into this phase of the business where companies are jumping out to file patents to make sure that they have the patent because, because nobody wants to get down sued, the road. right? <laughs> right. So yeah, now we have a situation where Pits yeah. and Spits is possibly uh. making a grill that violates the patents that have been filed by Oklahoma Joe. Maybe. So maybe, who knows? Because, you know, Commerce Department can't make up their mind and yeah. solutions never show up. But So you have an electric grill. We're talking about the new version of a combo cooker being a pellet cooker and an offset in some form or fashion. What do you think could be the next biggest revelation? <sighs> you know, I don't know. I mean, I'll put it to you this way. I've never been a huge fan of like the, you know, of, of combo grills. Whenever someone says combo or hybrid, I always, they, uh, you mean it's got twice as many things to go wrong on it. Um, so I, you're an you know, optimist. I've, I've said for years, yeah, I'm an optimist. <laughs> I've always said never do not buy that charcoal slash gas grill combo because one of those is going to rust out, fall apart, and you're going to end up with seven feet of grill of which you can only use this little teeny portion of. Um, but those have always looked crappy. Like I've never looked at one of those. Well, yeah. They're barrel esque looking, and you know, right. half of it's this, half of it's that, and it just looks overall like a piece of crap. And if it looks well, like a piece of crap, then it probably is a piece of crap. But if you had exactly. a real fabricator, you know, I would imagine if a pits and spits made something like that, you would look at yeah. it, and your first thought would be like, well, "That thing's going to be a rusty piece of crap in about twelve months, especially if I don't use it or cover it." Right. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, there's that. And it's actually, it was the warranty claims on Brinkman's gas charcoal hybrid grill that drove them into bankruptcy <laughs> because they fell apart within a few months and they were all getting returned and they ended oh. up having to declare bankruptcy to bail out of paying all those bills. From this standpoint, I, I you know, this is workable, but my argument is by one or the other. You're probably only going to use one or the other as for what's next i do think that we're going to see we're going to see more electric we're going to see more urban hmm. um i mean we're seeing more and more you can't have natural gas here limitations on propane access you know if the fuel issues are going to i think going to be the big driving factor over the next several years and unfortunately, propane supply could become a major issue in the next few years. <laughs> so it's it's not as much as what I see coming as what I see going. At least, and maybe I'm just a pessimist. So <laughs> optimist, you mean? <laughs> An optimist. Uh, last optimistic question. that things will go bad. That's right. Uh, last question before I let you go, and appreciate the time. If I told you the Traeger is looking at bringing a standalone flat top to the market and it would be gas fired, would you be shocked at that? No, they need to diversify their portfolio. Part of the reason why their stock can't perform is because investors look at it and go, you make one thing, you make one thing, but it's Weber makes everything. Okay, best. we can argue that one for days <laughs> if you want. I, I don't. Best in the what? Best in the price range? In, best. in February, in February, I asked Jeremy Andrus if he would ever diversify the portfolio, and he said, no, we're going to stay with what we're good at. He said that the second week in February of this year. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And can I tell you something? Something that might shock you and... Oh. Don't trust everything Jeremy says. A barbecue central show wait, wait. exclusive news update. Derek Riches with breaking news from San Antonio, Texas. What was that, Derek? I'm in Austin. Thank you. I'm sorry. Uh, I meant that, by the way. Yeah. Don't believe everything Jeremy tells you. Aha. I see. So he was being coy with me. There I honestly I could see a future by twenty twenty six where you're looking at the Traeger gas girl. <laughs> I don't see that. I wouldn't be surprised, but of course, 
we'll see who owns the company by then. Yeah. It, from a flat top standpoint, outside of whatever fuel it's going to be burning and if it's weird or not, is it a little bit to the, is it a little bit late to this game? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like maybe five years ago this could have been cutting edge, but who doesn't make a flat top grill anymore? Or an accessory Trigger to go on a grill, right? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's and actually Traeger has that. Traeger has a full size griddle insert for, you know, most of their pellet grills now. Mm -hmm. So you can do flat top grilling on a Traeger. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they have every possible accessory. And Weber has it with their uh, new accessory lined uh, Genesis. This Weber year. Craft crafted line. accessory yes, yeah. system. Yeah, big fan of that. Big yeah. Fan. Yep. You're a big fan of I that. I saw it in okay. action at the uh, Hartville Hardware Grill Fest 2022 a couple weeks ago. Mike Lang was putting it through its paces. Very impressive. Yeah. No, no I mean, it's it's not a bad idea. It's, yeah. it's certainly a way of upselling everything. Sure. You know, it's a really great way of turning a $900 gas grill into a $1,500 gas grill. Um, but, you know, uh, so, you know, if Traeger comes out with a flat top, I think that would be weird at this point considering that they want to double down on pellets but they do need to diversify their portfolio if they're gonna grow next hour we're gonna be coming up with and inducting the 2022 barbecue central shows guest hall of fame you're in the guest hall of fame you remember what year you won it 19 <laughs> 20 19, 19 I got yeah. right 19 wow all right Good for you. I'm sorry. I, I, the plaque is back here somewhere. It's no, it's not. Gold the, the, the plaque is not there. <laughs> There's no plaque. There's no plaque. Last year. Was I the only one last to get the year, plaque? Last year started. Oh, the, yeah. They uh, all got, the whole, they they all got rings. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't they, get stuff. Yeah, no. Well, look, that's what happens when you're in early. When you're when you're as accomplished as you are, it's not about stuff. It's about well, the as accomplished uh, the as I am. Yes. As accomplished as I am, I'm thinking... The per first person to be in twice. Oh, how about that? Once, that. Once so I'm just saying that to... like the first time around and now the second time around uh, through DerekRiches.com, right. book author, secretly yeah. married to a, a an excellent author that I didn't even really know about until the first book you released. So, yeah, wow. Well, not, 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 not very secret. Oh, you know, I'm saying that all, uh, in, in a book writing sense. Like, I didn't realize well, yeah, there, there okay. was a whole thing. So, secret in that way. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, so, we'll, if the, you know, if the embedded's, so if the embedded's have already turned in and they're going to be making their votes, you know, there could be five bucks in it for them. Oh, to, you know, all right. Well, we always encourage bribery entry. here when we're putting people into the Hall of Fame. Uh, you can find Derek Riches over at DerekRiches.com, and you find him here in this segment, Fourth Tuesday, of every month and who knows what kind of fuel fired cooker we'll be talking about in October, but Derek Riches will be right here. Derek, always appreciate the time. All right. Great talking to you, Greg. All See right. you next month. Derek Riches right there. Again, DerekRiches.com is his website. And uh yeah, a little potentially a little late. Maybe the Traeger flat top doesn't come out. Maybe they have it, they get it going. But then they just pump the brakes. Kind of like the Blackstone race to the IPO. They were going to do it. They were going to do it. Whoa! Maybe it'll never happen. Who knows? We're going to wrap the first hour fairly quickly. But first, Green Mountain Grills. Derek alluded to that if you were paying attention. A choice line and a prime line. Here you go. Go to a dealer. Find one. GreenMountainGrill.com and then learn all you can about it. And then buy the one that's best for you. That's what we're always telling you to do. Buy the one that's best for you. If you want to save a couple bucks, the choice line is more your speed. If you don't mind spending a couple more bucks because you want some of the bells and whistles, then the prime line is going to be one you want also. It does come with an additional size. You got the peak and the ledge, so you pick which one is right for you. Uh, either line coming with the pizza oven insert option. So buy the pizza oven. Pardon me. Buy the, buy the pizza oven insert. And it will go in the choice or the prime line. GreenMountGrill.com. Find a dealer near you. And you will be happy that you did. We're back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content. 
in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. Thanks again to Derek Riches for joining us last segment. And he has a full-size electric grill. He's been cooking on it for a week. I think he said he used it six times. And by and large, he's impressed. It's not broke. He's got good browning, good searing. So that is encouraging to me, especially now that we know some of the major players in the game will be looking to bring something related to the product line as well or to the marketplace. I think Weber's brand was going to be the Lumen or the Lumens, but the Edge from Charbroil is winning right now. So if you're in the market, get one and let me know all about it. All right, we are pointed to the second hour. Go ahead and refresh your libations. We're putting in a brand new guest Hall of Fame class at some point next hour, so stay tuned for that. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. Be right back.